You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tax Wrap podcast. Um, it's episode 74 of all things. I'm joined by Andy and Lisa again. 74 episodes. I can't believe it. Oh, it's, it's gone like yesterday, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, and we had the federal budget last week, um, of course, and everyone's been talking about that all week. Now, Lisa and Andy brought up an interesting topic, uh, fact uh, to me just before we went on air about the uh, federal budget and all the announcements, and we're also in election mode, of course, which means, well, what does it mean for tax planning? It means a lot of things, actually, or it means a great big nothing in a way, uh, because what do people do? What do practitioners do about tax planning for their clients? So, um, guys, what's your take on that? That's exactly right, Steve. And when you think about it, and we've been talking about this internally as well, haven't we, Andy, with... um this is the first time it's really happened like this because it, in terms of stats, and we're not nerdy, we do know this, it was the Willis... That's right, Lisa, back in 1993. Yeah, uh, um, uh, budget, the oh, first right. got, got uh, announced on the second Tuesday in May. Well, we did bring that up to the first Tuesday in May. So that was the first time the budget was in May, so 1973. Yeah. Previous to that, it was you know, August, September. And elections usually held around about that time as well. Right. So this is the first time that we've got all this unknown heading into tax planning season. Because yeah, yeah. most practitioners at this time of the year will go out and talk to their clients to make sure they're not doing anything dodgy like backdating trust deeds and things <laughs> like that, which of course we never do. No. Yeah, because if you remember last year, Steve, with the uh, the last federal budget, um, you know, we had all those small business measures come through That's and right. people were trying to work out, you know, whether can I whether I can buy something prior to thirty June and get the, you know, twenty thousand dollar write off. So, you know, people were busy thinking about those sorts of things. But this year we're in a bit of a limbo mm. um, mainly because you know immediately after the you know we've had the budget an election's been called so yeah. all those things that we talked about uh, uh, around the budget such as you know all the the ten dollar uh, ten million dollar you know threshold for small business yeah. um, and all that means that means a lot of, a lot to a lot of businesses and people out there yeah That's so you have a, you have a think about it from a planning point of view so what what happened last year everyone just said great ten thousand dollars let's buy everything and we had huge amount of helpline calls didn't we right. Andy about you know what does it mean you know there's a lot of question about small business um, pools and things like that that we, we cleared up all the confusion mm. but now that the threshold's gone from two to ten yeah. under ten million, but we don't know whether that measure is actually going to go through because we need a Liberal government as of the 2nd of July. All these businesses that are, you know, $2, two million and $1 yeah, yeah. to $9,900,000, you know, 9, 900, whatever it is, just go all the nines, yeah. those, those businesses, they can't buy anything before 30 June because they don't know what's going to happen. And so it's interesting because it, we, we, this election takes us right up to July 2. Exactly. Into the next financial year, basically. Correct. So what, That's what, correct. So what do people do? That's right. <laughs> the the one way we put it uh, in here is be al- be alert, but not alarmed. <laughs> and, and so I think for a lot of practitioners out there, just lining all your ducks up in a row. You know, even making sure, let's say, for example, that potentially we'll get that uplift. You know, in marginal tax rates or threshold from eighty thousand to eighty seven thousand. Oh, yeah. So so you can do a little bit of tax planning there because I think um, you know Mr. Shorten's 
budget reply, he did say that the, the Labor government actually supported that. Okay. Um, but maybe but, for lower income earners, I think. It's, that's the, true. it's the battler versus the billionaire budget, as they keep saying, which I'm trying to not do too many slogans, Annie, but sometimes they just mm. flop out. What did, I, what did I say this morning? I said, I can't help but hear jobs and growth in Arnie Schwarzenegger's <laughs> accent, right. and it just is all I, I can hear. Yeah, so, so it's just one of those things, Steve, where people just need to line their ducks up in a row, tell, tell their clients that, look, these are the potential implications going yep. forward, but without actually pressing any buttons to to undertake any form of uh, transaction or to go ahead with things. So it's it's very difficult, very uncertain times until mm. we hit the second of July, and even then, once the second of July hits and we we know who the new government is or whether we retain the existing government, then we've got to make sure that all the legislation goes through Parliament, and you know, with which could take who knows how long, and we don't know what the upper house is going to be con- constructed. Exactly, or it could be tweaked as well. I mean, what we Mm. often say is, you know, legislation by press release, which means a lot of things happen on that May date in various things. Um, And also, we know that there's a lot of difference. I'll just get a little bit technical, listeners here. You know, there's a lot of difference between the explanatory memorandum or the, you know, the exposure draft, I should say, the exposure draft and what actually comes through in the bill. And of course, then it goes through two two riggers and circuits of, of the upper and lower houses. So it could tweak from there. So where does that actually leave us? Yeah, yeah I mean, it does really throw a spanner in the works, even with our um, our publication, the tax summary as well. We're still trying to trying to make sure that, you know, it's oh, as course. accurate as possible. Well, yeah. I, I, I let it slip at the discussion group last night, Andy, here in Melbourne, our tax discussion group, that, you know, understand our predicament, but we can't have any certainty. So usually we put the put the tax summary to bed pretty much on the 2nd or the 4th of July it was planned for but we're right. it's so uncertain at the moment I think we're going to have to delay it to make sure that all our members and all our subscribers to the tax summary yeah. get the right document that can last the oh, 12 I think months. Everyone would understand that there our subscribers and members and listeners that tax summary has to be right and we'll do as you said Lisa I'm glad to hear that you said we will make sure it's right and not um out early just for, you know, getting exactly. out early. Especially second. being so in, so uh, there's so much unknown at the moment. And mm. the big thing that we know, um, because it did come out late last year, apologies for that to all our members, is the rates card or the ready reckoner or whatever we call it. Oh, yeah. You know, we can't even prepare that now no. it, because you know, the rates could change. Who yes. knows about the 2% budget deficit levy, Andy, for example, or the 80 to 87 tax bracket, mm. you know. And, like, what's the point of putting out a rates card? Mm. that it's just going to get thrown in the bin. Yeah. So we've just got to wait and see. So I think patience from both sides. I, I think our practitioners need to be patient with their clients oh, yeah. and the practitioners need to be patient with us because we want to make sure we give them the best p- possible product going forward. So in practical terms, what can practitioners do then with their clients? They've, yeah. just, got to, they've just got to be yeah. diligent, really, yeah. and just tell them the way that it is. The biggest thing that came up, I think, from... I'll use the discussion group because it's fresh in my mind from last night as well. Um, Joe Sampson, hello, Joe, out there. I'll, I'll give her a call out because she's 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 one of the people that will really tell me as it is. Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so she's great. Oh, it's it's the super which is really causing yes. people grief, oh, yes. and this is the big thing that I see because. There is a lot of pushback. Those super measures that were announced are really on the nose, Steve. Mm. And look, there's arguments, and I don't want to get into philosophical discussions here or academic discussions. You know, is it retrospective, given mm. that it's going to go back to 2007, or is it prospective or whatever? Don't let's not get into that. But what do you advise your clients? Because about three months ago, they were saying, "Oh, you know." the concessional cap's going to change or what you can have as a deduction into your super fund's going to change. So a lot of advisors were saying, 
you know, pump and dump, so to speak. Let's put a lot in there now. Right. But if the rules change, what do you do? So you've got to advise them, status quo, do nothing. Right. Oh, and that's the only option we've got. And that's what Joe said. She's advising a client. She said, Lisa, what should I do? And I said, I think you're doing exactly the right thing. Yeah, yeah it's no different to you, Steve. You know, remember last week <laughs> you were transitioning to retirement and you were asking on air all those questions to Dennis. So, <laughs> so there, are a lot of, there are a lot of people out there that are concerned about these announcements and how it would affect mm. um, their, their retirement strategy. And it's, it's no small bickies. It's a, it's a, we're talking about a lot of money and it's a lot of uh, retirement living uh, involved there. So it, and that's it really the makes... big issue with all my members as well, Steve. Yeah. It's it's everything that comes out when I listen to to um, helpline calls or just just members or non-members that call in or, you know, people that put emails into our info line, they want certainty around their superannuation. Yeah. Think about yourself. You know, you've just started a tryst, and I think we had, we admitted to that last last week, I yep. think, didn't we? Yep. So um, I hope we did anyway. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving you advice over the phone, over, over the airways, which isn't advised, um, that you've been working all your life. You want some certainty. You want to know what's going on. You know, mm. you, de- you deserve to be, you know, you weren't a brickie or a butcher or something, but, you know, you still, you've still done your yards. You've yeah. paid your taxes. You need to... Keep living in that beautiful palatial Brunswick. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's the thing. It's um it, it really matters to people, and of course, clients are going to come to um firms across the country, and with all these questions, it's uh, such a shame we haven't got certain answers at the moment. Um, of course, taxpayers will do what we can um to to help out, but you know, it's it's difficult times. Yeah, exactly. so we're, yeah. So we're hopeful in eight weeks' time we'll get that certainty, and uh, people can advise their clients. But yeah, at the moment. Very, very tricky indeed. Yeah. So you, just, as you said, Annie, just get the ducks, ducks in a row, but just sort of yeah. hold it. It's yeah. just coming at an opportune time because this is really the time that you go and talk to, to your clients about doing your trust resolutions and planning. And do you want to oh, yeah, yeah. do you want to move deductions into this year, into next year, or push them back into next year? You know, just a little bit of planning. You know, that's nothing to do with tax avoidance. That's just tax planning and you know allowed within the scope of the law. I suppose that's the options, isn't it, to focus on perhaps pushing things into next year or yeah. And that's whatever. and that's what we've got. I think our our checklist yes. will be pretty much on the website now as well. We've put it up as early as possible possible to at least help, help our punters out there to which, do the right thing. Which checklist was that? Lisa? That's the uh, tax and superannuation checklist. That's right. That's right. So okay. so that will help, you know, so all the, the 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 good old golden tips such as, you know, if I, you know, trigger capital gain this year, if I have losses, all those sorts of things. So those old run of the mill um, tricks and traps are still uh, there and you can still uh, continue to to apply those uh, particular um, uh, strategies. Yeah, yeah. So talk to, talk talk to your clients um, about the certainties. I think that's the main thing, and that's what we've put in the checklist. These are the certainties. Unfortunately, we can't give them any more pearls of wisdom, but wait right. and see, and uh, enjoy having a, a election party on the second of July. <laughs> There'll be a lot to celebrate. I hope anyway. At least the certainty part of things. Okay. Um, look, Andy and Lisa, it's been. Um, Enlightening, even though we haven't really sort of come <laughs> Has it to. Been? I'm not sure. I think well, no, it's it's a good um, option to just discuss the problems and to know what you're dealing with, um, rather than let it come at your blindsided uh, when the time comes. But anyway, we'll get through it. Thanks, listeners, again, and we'll see you next week.